Jordan Clarkson Batman connections, plus getting you set for the weekend against the Heat and Magic. This is Round Ball Roundup on utahjazz.com. I'm JP Chunga, rescheduled our guest, so just me today. You're listening to the Utah Jazz Podcast Network, presented by First Colony Mortgage, the official mortgage lender of the Utah Jazz, and MLS 3112, equal housing lender. A lot to get through as last night the Jazz take on the Hawks. They beat him. Jordan Clarkson goes off for 30, gets himself out of a slump, scores 30, 25 in the second half, and let's go with that Batman connection off the top. Not only because he dressed up as Batman for Halloween, something that I probably did from 4 to 16, 12 years running, but also because Quinn Snyder has a doppelganger. Kind of looks like Christian Bale. And in a post-game quote, I heard a little bit of Batman in what Quinn was saying about Jordan. Well, I've taken a couple guys out, but not, not Jordan Clarkson. <laughs> I believe in him. You know, I mean, I think that's part of, you know, when someone believes in you, you know, you, you, the, the moments where you may have some doubt, you, you, you don't. And, you know, I thought in the first half, I think he was over five from three. He got one late clock with like two seconds on the shot clock to, you know, call it over four and thought they were good looks. So um, that's who he is. And, you know, the thing that, you know, and this, there's a couple of sequences in the Milwaukee game where, he just threw himself into other parts of the game. And I think that's the most important thing. Like if, if somebody's not making shots and they're, you know, going inward and feeling sorry for themselves, you can be frustrated, but when it impacts other parts of your game, you know, that's different. And, you know, there's a, there's a confidence that he has in himself and he and I have a little bit of a connection in that regard. That sounds to me like Bruce Wayne talking about Harvey Dent. You know, when Rachel first told me that she was dating Harvey Dent, I had one thing to say. The guy from those god-awful campaign commercials, I believe in Harvey Dent. Yeah, nice slogan, Harvey. But it caught Rachel's attention. And then I started to pay attention to Harvey. And all that he's been doing is our new DA. And you know what? I believe in Harvey Dent. And I've seen the movie, Don't Do What You Did to the Rams on social media, where they're posting a Rounders clip, and they don't know how the movie ends. They post a villain in their gif, and it goes against the message that they were saying. I know what Harvey Dent did later. But, where it does connect, is I believe in Jordan Clarkson. And it's come from Jordan Clarkson, from the Jazz, changing their games so that they both match. First of all, would you have believed or even thought that Quinn Snyder would say this about Jordan Clarkson when you watch him in the finals in a Cavs uniform? His worst playoff performance of his career, a moment that he admits he wasn't to the level that he usually is, to where he is now, where he can be dependable, where he can create for you, And you have a night like last night. And it starts with the way that he changed his shot profile. It's very different from the players that he grew up around, at least. Where Nick Young, he goes 
way too far in the other direction of his shot profile where all he does is shoot threes. The other guy that he mentions about uh, playing around and getting to know is Lou Williams, who you saw last night, and he's the other way, where it's a lot of twos, and he doesn't have great three-point efficiency. He's different from his mentors. But that change profile, that started in Cleveland, his final year under John Beeline, who, oddly enough, no longer there. I don't believe in John Beeline. He's starting to take more threes. He's taking his shots once he's in the twos, going to the rim. That floater scoop that he has where he's almost the whirling dervish in the paint. Those shots are good. And fitted shot profile that the Jazz want. Ever since he changed that, he comes to the Jazz, the offense gets re-engineered to shoot more threes when they come out of the COVID break. They were still a pretty good offense with him on it before the break, but after the offense changes, Quinn Snyder adapts, they're shooting more threes, that fits perfectly into what Jordan Clarkson does. Then, when he goes through the stretches like he started this year, not shooting as well, shots not falling. It isn't because of a lack of confidence because if you ask anybody on that team, they back him in the shots that he's taking. They believe that those shots will eventually go down like they did last night. But when it's not falling, he still plays defense. He's competitive. That's the word that Quinn Snyder brings up when he's talking about Jordan during those streaks where he's not hitting shots. He's competitive. He wants to win. He's still playing defense. And that goes along with winning plays. He didn't have an awesome game against the Kings, but he got strips, steals, and that helped them ultimately win the game. And you listened to his post-game interview last night. It's exactly what the Jazz want within the team concept and within the backing of his players. Just check it out. It's on the Jazz's Twitter feed, his post-game. Well, it's time for the winner interview presented by Larry H. Miller Dealerships, driven by you. And Jordan Clarkson, been waiting to talk to you, my oh. friend, for quite a while. We saw you shaking hands with friends uh, on the uh, other side of the floor. But, you know, just take me through what you've been through. I mean, we talked to coaches today. No one's panicked. I just want to go inside your mind for a, for a moment where you've been the last three or four games and how you pulled out of that tonight. Uh, I mean, I, honestly, I've just been you know, staying even kill. Uh, I know I've been, you know, missing shots, but, you know, I've been doing what our coach told me to do, my teammates tell me to do, and that's keep being myself. Uh, to be honest with you, it's just, for me, it was almost like just part of experience, part of hooping. You know, this is what makes making shots feel so good because when you're in, you know, whatever it is, you're missing shots or whatever time of the year it is, you know, it happens. That's, that's part of the game. That's what makes all these games, the games that we win in, even when, you know, we're not playing good or if I'm not shooting well, anybody not shooting well. It just makes the game so much. That's what you love about the game right there. That's it. Pulling yourself out of the hole, whatever it is, uh, that's what it's all about. Jordan, help, help Jazz Nation understand uh, a player like yourself, right, who had the team and the coach has that trust in you. You go in at halftime. I was telling Bowler, I would have loved to have known that conversation you had with yourself at halftime, knowing who you are. Uh, honestly, nothing. Uh, my teammates came, kept coming up to me and said, JC, you're doing what you do. You're shooting the ball. They're just not going in. 
Donovan was the one that came over there and told me, said, bro, when it starts falling, it's just going to rain. So, you know, <laughs> you know, we know that better than anybody. You know, we put a lot of work in as a team. Uh, biggest thing is that, you know, we, we kept the ball moving. We kept getting open shots. We kept getting in the paint. We kept making plays. And that was the biggest thing for us. And then the biggest thing for me, you know, I, I love my teammates, bro. This is like the best group of guys I've ever been around uh, hooping. And it makes me love coming to work, coming to hoop and, and play, especially coaches well and the coaching staff, everything. All the way down to equipment management. Hey, everybody. I love it. Hey, Jordan, before we cut you loose, you know, you talk about let it rain. It stormed, actually. I mean, that was like a thunderstorm for you. But, you know, if you look back, this game could be one of those uh, jumping off points, right? You're still looking for that perfect game. Maybe it never comes. But you're 7-1, and one, and things look good in the win column. But this team could even be better. Am I right? Oh, yeah. Like I said, I think I told you on the beginning of the year, everything is just uh, steps and, and phases for us. You know, we're going to keep continue to – to nail, nail down and uh, keep figuring it out. Every game is a new, new experience, uh, a new, uh, you know, challenge for us. So, you know, we taking every game, uh, just building it up and uh, getting ready, you know, for when it's time to, to go and, and lace them up and uh, try to go win a championship. But all this is part of it. And uh, we continue to do great things and, you know, keep playing through it. But they will live through his slump to get to where he was last night, where he can make shots. He has those moves where he goes in isolation and he can create. And it's not even just his isolation game. He makes quick decisions that keep the ball moving, keep it pinging, so that he can relocate for threes. So you can relocate to reinitiate offense. He's one of the guys that can hit a pull-up and takes pull-up threes for this team. And without Donovan, who injured that right ankle, not expected to be serious. You know, I think we're, we're always conservative and diligent about those types of things. And in this case, um, you know, as much as anything, I think Donovan's in a good place mentally. And, you know, he'll, he'll make sure that he's in a good place physically and he'll be back but you have to wonder how the team does without him. Well, Jordan Clarkson can have those nights. He can score when you need it. That Laker game last season where everybody's down, he's in the starting lineup, who do they go to to push the game to overtime when they need a late three? It's Jordan Clarkson because he can do those types of things. He can make big shots. He's willing to take big shots. He's willing to take shots in general. And those type of scenarios... You believe in Jordan Clarkson. Now let me tell you about First Colony Mortgage. They've been serving the lending needs of Utah for more than 35 years. As a mortgage banker, First Colony Mortgage offers advantages over other lenders. Not only do they process mortgages, they also underwrite, fund, and close mortgage loans all in-house. Their expert team is ready to help you with your home financing needs. Just check them out at First Colony Mortgage. We're, we're no longer the hunters anymore, and, and at the same time, it's, it's regular season. Uh, I'm not going to lie, it's a lot more boring than the playoffs. <laughs> so uh, it's, it's just, you got to find a way to find that motivation to go out and play every night like it's the playoffs and play every like we did last year. Players I don't trust, Trey Young. I don't know if I trust him. Or De'Aaron Fox, the other guy who we saw earlier this week. Fox because I trust John Morant more. Saw it in the playoffs, can see how he started the early goings of this season, 
has a good team around him, he has the right pace. If he gets more efficient from the three-point line, he could be a completely dominant player in the neighborhood of the top guys, Mike Donovan. But Trey Young, in admitting what he did last night, that idea and thought is why I didn't trust the Hawks going into the year. They weren't in my trust rankings for the Eastern Conference. They were that team that broke into the Eastern Conference Finals. That was a fluke. It's closer to what Dame did in his run where he got bounced out by the Warriors. Finding motivation in a regular season game, yeah, that's what separates good teams from bad teams or contending teams from teams that can make the playoffs but need a lot of breaks to get through. If you're watching the Jazz this year, that's why there's so much intrigue during the regular season. Not only are they a good regular season team, but they take it seriously, and that comes from leadership at the top with Donovan and Rudy. But there are fascinating problems that they need to solve with, is Mike going to be in the lineup? They got a back-to-back this weekend. Which game is he going to sit? When Donovan's out dealing with this ankle injury, who steps up can be Jordan Clarkson. What other tweaks are they going to make throughout the year that can help them ultimately in the playoffs where the energy's more to Trey Young's liking? You don't take the regular season seriously. How are you going to position yourself good in the postseason? And for a team and a player that hasn't really done much, it's a questionable decision for him to say that. Looking ahead to the weekend, Miami and Orlando. Miami's going to be one to watch, if only because Kyle Lowry might not be there. He bumped into Duncan Robinson late in the game last night against the Celtics. For injury report news, check out our latest podcast, The Riffcast. It's an update on every single game of the season. Previews and recaps of everything that we have. Just check it out, The Riffcast, everywhere you get podcasts. But what if Lowry's not there? Well, that's huge for them because he's been the main engine for that offense. He's the reason why they're having so much success early, why I trusted them going into the preseason. Lowry is such an upgrade that you see it in obvious and subtle ways. Dragic is a great score-first point guard, not as good of a facilitator as Kyle Lowry, which is why you see Miami going after him, see New Orleans going after him, you see Dallas going after him. That's the same reason why those same teams were in the Mike Conley conversations in the offseason. They need somebody to conduct an offense. That's exactly what Kyle Lowry does. He knows exactly when to push. He has them playing an electric pace. And that pace, combined with the head coach that they have there, Eric Spolstra, who's one of the top guys in the entire league, their offense gets the right shots. They play the strengths of Jimmy Butler with his mid-range game, and then they find corner threes, where they have P.J. Tucker, who would like to build a statue out there. And then they have their own Jordan Clarkson in Jack Harlow, Tyler Hero, who is playing starters minutes, but coming off the bench. And he's going to be in contention for six-man of the year, alongside Jordan Clarkson. They're good. It would take some sting out of it if Kyle Lowry's not there, but it'll still be very interesting to see how Rudy goes up against Bam. Bam can also facilitate, pass. He showed great early on in this season. The cutters that that team finds in how their offense is just so buzzing, they're moving, 
There's so much motion. It's a fun team to watch. And I'm glad there's an opportunity for Jazz fans to see them not just this weekend, but next weekend at home. And then as they wrap up the trip in Orlando, fun pieces offensively in Cole Anthony, who when I watched in college, he looked dynamic, but that UNC team did not play dynamically. He's gotten more efficient. He's doing it alongside trading possessions with Jalen Suggs, who is their new draft pick, who's going to get possessions because you have to see where he's developing. I liked him in Summer League. I like that he cared. I like that he was playing defense. It hasn't been the same adjustment when it comes to the NBA. It's very different. But he still has care factor. And I like that as Suggs. But Cole Anthony has taken a step. They have reclamation project Wendell Carter on that team, who deserved a change of scenery from Chicago, got it, is now playing that stretchable, big lineup. And he's doing it alongside Mo Bamba. So two bigs. How are the Jazz going to counter that? I like Orlando. I obviously don't think that they're going to be a huge threat, but they can show some good NBA players. They give the Jazz some problems, especially if that's the day that Mike Conley's going to take off with the back-to-back management. Catch both games, AT&T Sportsnet, Zone Sports Network. Also listen to the RiffCast anywhere you get podcasts. Five stars, nice reviews. That's all I ask of you. Let others know that you're listening to the podcast. Be back on Monday. Be good. And until next time, bye for now. (laughs) 